This is Lee and Kate Ridge welcoming you to episode two of the Education Transformation Podcast on part two of the topic transitioning from a vocational expert to an educational practitioner. When you first walked into the classroom, what are some of the feelings you can recall? Yeah, it's it's a daunting day, that first day. It's uh, often full of anxiety and nerves and panic. Have I remembered everything? Have I prepared? Have I forgot? Have I forgotten? If I have, have I forgotten anything? I don't, you know, there's so many questions that they're racing through your head. Usually, well, for most people, they don't sleep the night before. So there's also the sleep deprivation. Mm -hmm. Um, You might feel fine. Often you'll feel fine. Then when you stand up to talk, then you're breathless and you're nervous. And you think, where did that come from? My knees are shaking. It really is nerve wracking for most people. And, and even even not even the first day, even like you know, I've had I've had experienced lecturers say to me, um, they've been lecturing for twenty years, and they say the first ten minutes I feel ex- all of those feelings yeah. that you've just explained because I'm dealing with a brand new group of students, yeah. and and that's just the way. I am. Yeah, and it could be a new organisation, or as you said, a new group, a new cohort. Um, but they're really normal feelings, and that that in itself, I think, is important to remember that this is normal. Um, and that can bring some relief in itself that I'm not alone. Most people feel like this. Mm. Um, mm. So having that perspective can help, not necessarily at the time. So having some strategies around stress management yes. is important. Yes. Um, and a sense of humour can be really good too. Sure. Because things go wrong. Yes, yes. Look, look, you know, you can pick up a whiteboard marker. You've got them all set up 24 hours before um, and you didn't realise when you took the lid off and they're just not working, you know, worse, things like that. Worse still, I had a first day where I picked up what I thought was a whiteboard mark. It was a lovely green and I did a huge mind map as a group work over the whiteboard. It turns out it was permanent. Yes. <laughs> so having a sense of humour certainly helps. Not ideal. That's right. That's right. So we walk into the classroom and we have a session plan and often the session plan has been pre-prepared by, by a senior lecturer um, but usually you have some sort of autonomy where you can manoeuvre things around, although everything has to be delivered during yeah. that day um, or during that session. So you look at it and you've come in and you've come in with fresh eyes and you've, you've had, say, you know, uh, 10, 15 years in the industry and you're about to start teaching and you look at it from the perspective of, oh, I've got so much information I must share with these people. Yeah. But that's not always constructive. No, I, I think as a beginning educator, that is a big pitfall. It can be a big pitfall for long-time educators as well. I mm, want, I want these people to know so much. But that's not actually particularly helpful for a novice, for a learner. Correct. Um, There is the basics that they really need to know to do their job, to stay safe, and that's what they need to know. You know, the anecdotes are great and the stories are great and the higher-level knowledge is great, but it's not actually essential and can actually be detrimental to their learning because they don't retain what it is they really need to know. Yeah, yeah. So what we're actually teaching them is the must-know. Yes. That's essential. That's not negotiable. That's what the session plan's about, the must-know. 
And then the should know if there's time and the nice to know content of I remember when um, and then you go into your account of what took place in the industry. Yeah. And it's like you now as a beginning educator. What do I need to know about education to get my job done? I'm not an expert educator at the moment. So it's the same for our students, putting that level for them when we teach them. It is, it is. And, of course, every every cohort is different. Yes. So as you begin to teach, you need to be prepared also to have a little bit of flexibility in your session plan um, where, you know, 20 minutes in, if you're thinking, this just isn't connecting with this group of people in front of me, uh, perhaps I'll try things slightly different. Yeah. I, I think for beginning educators, it's really great to have um, three or four things in your back pocket that you can throw in or put in some group work or an activity or a video or something just to break it if you're not connecting with that group um, so that you're not left floundering. So preparing those things before your first session can be really, really empowering. Absolutely. In particular, if you can can come up with those ideas like the plan B and the plan C and like um, where it takes the focus off you and places it upon the cohort so that they actually become involved in the learning um, you begin to facilitate um, and all of a sudden you begin to create your own energy within the training environment it's also useful to have strategies for those students that are possibly dominating a session mm-hmm. so you have both you have ones that perhaps you're not connecting with that aren't participating and then you perhaps have other sessions where you have one or two that are Uh, dominating all the other students so they can't participate so having those strategies and thinking about those situations before you go into a class yeah yeah and all of this if it's if it's sort of underpinned with an attitude from the instructor uh, where you walk in with an empathy for the cohort and a respect for the cohort I mean they're giving of their time Um, They're often giving of their finances to walk into your classroom, uh, and that should be respected. It's not all about the instructor. It's all about, really, the learning environment and the learners. It is. And understanding that you'll still be learning as well. You Mm, can learn mm, from this mm, session mm. as much as the students. You don't have to have all the answers. You know, it's okay to say sometimes, you know, I don't know the answer to that, but either I'll find out or we can find out as a group. It's actually really important. It's really important to say, you know what, I don't know at this point in time, but I'll do my best to have the answer after lunch. Yeah. You know, that's really important to be transparent because... If you try and weave your way out of it, people will pick up straight away and you've lost your credibility. Yeah, and it's important to maintain that, being honest and open with your students. Yeah. Sincere ability and desire and passion to help the cohort. Um, And that might be small groups within each cohort because you'll often have little groups of people that will work in different ways just because that's the way they click. Yeah. Um, And you've got to be there supporting and facilitating um, often uh, a number of small groups within your cohort. Yeah. I think another thing you can think about for your first sessions or your, your beginning is how do I make people feel comfortable in my classroom or in my mm. session? You know, what, what is it that would make me feel safe and willing to contribute? And having ideas around how you're going to manage that process yeah. helps things to run smoothly. Yeah. So short videos, short lecturettes rather than long lectures. Um, so lecturettes maybe 20 minutes at the most. 
um, group work activities, um, some some engaging questioning techniques, um, maybe some activity sheets where everybody's learning continuously throughout the session. It just it just reminds everybody that they are actually actively learning. Yeah, and it takes the focus off you as the lecturer. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to have all the information. And then when it's back to facilitating the learning of the group, then you are all learning together. Yes, it is. Yes, that's right. So very much about um, being enthusiastic, yes. Being passionate, yes. Um, Knowing how much information they must know and balancing that by how much information you have. But you are an expert, and they are not going to graduate as experts. They're not expected to graduate as an expert. That that is a really important point for new educators, that we're not educating experts. We're educating safe novices. Yes. And that's all that's required. They will develop their skills and knowledge once they're in the workplace, once they do other courses and build on their basic knowledge. So knowing what is expected of the learner when they complete this course can help you to judge the level of knowledge and skills that you need to teach in the course. Yeah. And uh, and ultimately, don't walk in with uh, putting pressure upon yourself, expecting to have to be uh, absolutely um, across uh, delivering an expert training session or, no. or, or a highly refined training session. Walk in there saying, you know what, I've prepared as best I can. I'm going to I'm going to be as authentic as I can. Um, I know I know the information, and now I've just got to refine the teach te- the teaching practice as as time progresses. Yeah, it's important to be kind to yourself because things don't always go as planned or as well as you might like. Um, And that's to be expected because you're a novice yourself in education. If you'd like to learn more about this topic and other professional development opportunities, visit www.transformationconsultancy.com.au.